Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Chapter 19. Selfish. Edward carried me home in his arms, expecting that I wouldn't be able to hang on. I must have fallen asleep on the way. When I woke up, I was in my bed, and the dull light coming through my windows slanted in from a strange angle. I'm Vanessa's old hand, and I'm Julia Argy, and this is Hot and Bothered Twilight and Quarantine. Happy New Year, Julia. New Year, same Twilight. (laughs) So much more to go. 200 pages left. We will be reading this book well into 2031. (laughs) It really seems like it at this rate. Julia, do you want to remind people of what happens in the chapter this week? Sure. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. So Bella had a bad night of sleep and Edward was like, you talked a lot in the sleep. You were really restless. And she was like, yeah, well, I have a lot to be worried about. Um, they fight about the bracelet. Bella is like, you cannot go into battle. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll figure it out. Alice, um, is going to take Bella shopping. Psych. Alice is going hunting and Edward and Bella are going to have a sexy, sexy sleepover. Um, and then they go to the battlefield and Jacob is there and that's it. I am also optimistic that this sleepover will be sexy optimistic like for Bella or like you're excited for it? I am excited for this to maybe finally become a romance novel where there's like a positive sexual experience for our heroine. That would be fun right before the big war, a little spicy scene. I mean, often people do irresponsible things before war, right? Yeah, it could happen. Vanessa, would you like to do your 30 second recap? It would be an honor and a pleasure. Go ahead. Three, two, one, go. I don't think that they fight about the bracelet. He like notices the bracelet and he's like, I'm going to give you a quote unquote hand me down. Alice pretends to want to go shopping with Bella so there can be a sleepover at the Cullens. Then it turns out that she's going to spend the night with Edward. She gives Edward a quote unquote ultimatum where she's like, I'll stay out of the way. You have to stay out of the way with me. And Edward is like, yeah, that's a compromise. That's fine. And then they go to the baseball field and she watches more people practice and she feels much calmer because Edward's not going to be in the fight. Yeah, that was better than me. I probably still missed stuff. Can we talk for a moment about how dumb the excuse is that Alice is like, let's go shopping in Olympia. That'll take us three days. And Charlie, 
chief of police, Charlie Swan, is like, that tracks. My daughter loves to shop. (laughs) She has one flannel shirt and she just buys the same one again and again and again. I really think that he would buy any excuse. Bella could be like, I've decided that I'm going to go watch a turtle race. And he'd be like, yeah, (laughs) they're out there, those turtles. See how fast (laughs) they can go. (laughs) I'm going to go file taxes for my cat. Oh, Charlie, I didn't tell you I have a cat. It's an outdoor cat, so you don't see it a lot. Makes a ton of money. That's how I afford (laughs) all of the frozen meals I make you. Uh, It's past the filing due date. It's June and everyone knows that cat taxes are due in May. I feel like the only thing he wouldn't let her do is go to Seattle. Like there's a whisper of a town and he's like, Seattle? (laughs) The city? (laughs) I mean, and it's like such a great metaphor for his ineptitude because it turns out that Seattle actually won't be dangerous. Yeah, Seattle is coming to them. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Um, Do you have any breaking news, Julia? Oh, yeah. So something that happens in the chapter is that Edward, when the pack had arrived in the last training session, can read all the minds of the pack drama. And he finds out that either Quill's dad, Billy Black, or Sam's dad had an out-of-wedlock pregnancy, and the baby is Embry, and no one is asking who fathered the child. So that was really hot news. Yeah, we should not have been doing One Tree Forks. We should have definitely been doing One Tree La Push. Oh, the other thing that shocked me this chapter is that Bella said she always wanted a dog. I have gotten such mixed signals from this woman about whether she's a dog or cat person in these books. I'm so confused. She says the only reason she didn't get a dog growing up is because Renee is allergic. Then why do you hate dogs and why do you love cats? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I was shocked by that, too, except I would like to just point out to Bella that she now has a pet dog. His name is Jacob, and he loves chin scratches. Yeah, and she she even says, like, I'm glad he's a dog now. I'm really enjoying that more than when he's a person. I was like, yeah, you and Vanessa Zoltan both. I know. It really felt like a moment of connection for me and Bella. So special. Glad you had that. Did you have any breaking news? Well, first of all, babysitting is back. They're like... Alice needs to babysit Bella. What about Alice needs to hang out with Bella? Like, why do we need to use the word babysitting? I don't know. I mean, carrying is back in a big way, too. It really, we're getting these threads from the earlier books being pulled pulled forward. Yeah. Infantilization is back. I wonder if it's a metaphor because at the end of this chapter, I think they're going to bone. So maybe Stephanie Myers is hinting that a baby is coming. So she's using all this baby language. Other things that happen in this chapter. Edward admits in this chapter that his love for Bella is even creepier than imprinting. Breaking news. (laughs) He says he's like, yeah, imprinting is wild. It's so crazy to hear how much Sam loves Emily, it's almost as much as I love you. I mean, maybe this is a hot take, but I kind of think it's less creepy how much Edward loves Bella. He's ancient, but the other imprinting from adult to child seems creepier. Yeah. Like, at least Bella is the age of consent legally somewhere. Yeah, true. And we've heard of other couples who are the same age who 
engage in imprinting. (laughs) (laughs) Choose the imprinting lifestyle. (laughs) Consensual imprinting, (laughs) which I'm okay with. But the adult on baby imprinting is a no-go for me. No. Did you have any moment of genuine enjoyment? I had two. Wow. Yeah, I know. I was really impressed that Edward didn't get Bella a graduation gift. He complains about it in this chapter about how hard it was for him, but still just not getting her one because he knows that she doesn't like gifts. I was like, that is mature, Edward, and I am impressed. Would love for you to not whine about it, but still happy for you. Baby steps. And then the second moment that I did find charming was Jacob is in wolf form and Edward is quote-unquote translating his thoughts for Bella and Bella is nervous and Edward goes Jacob asks why you're nervous and then Jacob does a little growl and then he says oh he doesn't like my translation he said it's stupid that you're nervous why would you be nervous and I was like oh that's cute like a little little back and forth triangulation I think that was like one of the only moments where I really was like there's a fun dynamic here And then Edward even, like, throws, like, a fun insult. He's like, I didn't think it was necessary to be rude. It's, like, sassy. A little bit of banter. All I liked was that she got to spend a day in bed. I was like, that sounds great. Is that because you didn't have to be in her consciousness for, like, 12 hours? No, it's because I'm sleepy today. And I Mm -hmm. was like, oh, that sounds so good. And you're just wishing that when you wake up, you have a cold marble vampire ready to hold your hand, berate you about your jewelry choices. And my cat that my dad doesn't know about, but whose taxes I have to go pay. Very mission critical for any post-nap work. Do you have any advice for people? Oh, boy, do I. First of all, Bella. Edward tricks you in this chapter. He says, will you accept a hand-me-down gift? It is a trick. Do you know what's a hand-me-down? The British monarchy. Big extravagant gifts can be hand-me-downs. That doesn't make them appropriate gifts. Like, he is completely playing it really close to the vest on this. You should not agree to this deal. I don't actually think it's going to be a hand-me-down. I think it's going to be a family heirloom, which is totally different. Like, a hand-me-down is something that doesn't fit me anymore, so I give it to my little sister. A family heirloom is like a cherished possession. (laughs) (laughs) that gets passed from person to person, not like a piece of trash. He's like, here's a scrap paper I don't need. It's a hand-me-down. Like, it's going to be really nice. It would be like if Charles on his deathbed said to William, at least I'm leaving you this hand-me-down of the crown. Like, that's not what he's going to say. Don't fall for it, Bella. Don't fall for it, Bella. That's my advice. It's a trick. Okay, Julia, what about you? What advice do you have? So in this chapter, Bella is really harshing everyone's vibe about the battle. And I can really understand why this would be a downer. Imagine you're about to go to a really scary fight and there's this one chick who's like, y'all are going to die. It's going to be horrible. And everyone else feels fine. And there's one person who's like, it's going to be a bloodbath. Best of luck. (laughs) And I'm taking my boyfriend away because I know he'd die. Um, and Alice very rightly says, can you control your pessimism, please? Like, it's really not good for the morale here. And so I did some Googling about how people can control their pessimism. And I found um, a quote on the Internet that I'd like to share about pessimists in general that I think could really help Bella. The opposite of a leader isn't a follower. The opposite of a leader 
is a pessimist. <laughs> True. So don't do that, Bella. I literally don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't really know either, but I thought it was very evocative. <laughs> okay, great. But you knew it had like poetic resonance, didn't you? Like you felt it. Yeah, it hit me hard. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, but great. Very evocative. Okay, so the pieces of advice I found about how to stop being a pessimist are read inspiring stories, be part of a team, and get rid of negative words. Read inspiring stories, I would say not Wuthering Heights because everyone dies in that, so no wonder you're being so pessimistic. Be part of a team. She's taking people away from the team, which I think is the opposite of the strategy that's been proposed. And she has so many negative words that she's saying them in her sleep. So I think that's really going to have to be like a deep soul cleanse to get rid of the negative energy that she's channeling through her body. Wow. That sounds like a lot of work. Best of luck. What's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is for Leah. It is keep it up. So Leah and like the rest of her pack, they have pack mind. They can all read each other's thoughts. And Leah's thinking all these really uncomfortable thoughts. Like someone had an affair 20 years ago. And boy, Sam sure did ditch me for Emily. And boy, does that wolf outfit coloring not flatter you. Like, I don't know what kind of mean thoughts, but like a lot of mean thoughts. And I just want to say, keep it up. This pack needs to confront these harsh truths about how fucked up everything is. And I would specifically think a lot about how gross imprinting is so that they can confront this as a pack and hopefully expel it as a practice that they engage in. Good work, Leah. Don't let them bully this out of you. Don't you think it's a little bad, though? No. Her brother is on the channel. What is she saying that's so bad? Like, I used to have sex with this guy, and now he's having sex with our cousin, Seth. Like, he's going to be traumatized. Yeah. (laughs) Seth needs to know that. Also, I'm not sure that she's thinking about the sex that they used to have. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's the only thing she's thinking about. Okay, well, then I love it. Machiavellian chaos. Sew it. This dynamic is so unhealthy. Any means of its destruction is worthwhile. And I would love the idea that Leah gossiping is how it all gets brought down. Yeah, I definitely think some of the grievances do need to be aired. So I sympathize with your point. What's your last piece of advice? My last piece of advice is for Alice. I mean, Obviously, Charlie's really gullible, so it's not like too big of a problem, but she's trying to get Bella invited to a sleepover at the Collins house, and Bella has no idea this is Alice's goal, and Alice has to keep kicking her under the table because she's not saying her lines right, and I just think they should prepare their lies in advance. Bella has just slept for like 24 hours. She's groggy. She's like eating a Pop-Tart. She's had maybe 300 calories today. You can't depend on her for improvisational thinking. You have to plan with her in advance. So I just thought it was like a little inconsiderate to just kick her when like it was kind of Alice's fault that she wasn't like, okay, we're going to do this thing. We're going to pretend to go shopping, play along, play along. It's very sad. Yeah. Bella, a victim again. I know of the babysitters. I know. She's like not being kidnapped this time, but isn't she still being kidnapped? That is a very interesting point, Vanessa. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. So the reality TV show that we are going to be doing today is called Michigan Medium. And it is based on the fantastic show that I've never seen, Long Island Medium. And so Julia is going to do a dream interpretation and really try to see herself into Bella and Bella's psyche. And I will merely ask questions. I would like to add the caveat that I'm not contacting the dead today. I'm strictly doing dream interpretation. Well, you're contacting the undead, a vampire. That's true. Bella's not quite there yet, but there are definitely undead themes in her dream. So, Julia, shall I read you the dream that I would like for you to interpret? Yes, please. Would it help you at all if I, like, did voices? What really helps you tap in to the spiritual world other than greasing your palm with a cool hard 20? <laughs> I would like you to do it in a ghost voice, you know, like, ooh. Okay, no problem. I got it. Ooh. And then, remembering the troubled dreams I'd had as I slept through the day, dreams where I chased after Jasper, trying to follow him, I've become Dracula, trying to follow him and find the clearing in the maze-like woods, knowing I would find Edward there, Edward and the monsters who wanted to kill me, but not caring about them because I'd already made my decision. Wow. I'm really seeing a lot right now. My mind's eye is flashing. (laughs) So, Julia, as I was reading and the spirits were rising, what did you see? What images came before you? I mean... First, the woods, haunting, terrifying. I think that this is a sign that she is still, quote unquote, in the woods. There's plot to happen. She's not out of the woods yet. There is probably going to be a fight and it's coming. We thought it would be the next chapter a few chapters ago, but it's not. It's still coming. (laughs) And I mean, that's so interesting, that phrase that you're using, out of the woods. That's often a phrase that we use in regards to health. And so I'm wondering if you can tell us based on this, what? how is Bella physically feeling right now? What is her health situation? I would say she is at grave risk for Victoria's attack to be successful. 
I don't think she's out of the woods physically. I think probably someone's going to stab her or bite her again. It's going to be another James, going to have another half moon scar. It's going to be dark. Wow. Do you do you have a date for this prediction or like a a chapter number? Ch- chapter 23. There's going to be blood and it's going to be Bella's. I love a medium who's willing to go specific. <laughs> I don't offer refunds. <laughs> I had a medium tell me that within a year I would buy property in California. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is specific and never going to happen. In Northern California. <laughs> Love that. Love that for me. <laughs> what else do you make of this? What? Why Why do you think the woods are maze-like? Ooh. I think that really speaks to Bella's confusion. Like, she's been confused since chapter one, book one. And, like, it's only gotten <laughs> worse as it's gone on. And so it's like a maze that I'm really not sure she's going to be able to leave. That's why she might have to become a vampire so she can just like jump really high out of it. As opposed to being a human, she's trapped in there. Oh, that's so interesting. So you think that on some level, mortality and trying to live a good mortal life is like being in a maze. You're trapped in a maze where, you know, it's a finite number of turns that you can take because you're going to die. But becoming an immortal gets you out of the maze. 100%. That is why I am next on the list to become a vampire. I am out of the maze. See, I think that I just want to decorate the maze and make the maze beautiful. Wow. That's really nice. I'm happy for you. Um, So I'm wondering what you think of the monsters. Who and what are the monsters? What do they signify? I think the monsters are Bella. (gasps) Bella's being chased, and Bella's being chased by monsters, which are her. So Bella is chasing herself. Yeah, inner demons. They're coming for you, Bella. (laughs) What are her inner demons that are coming for her? I think it's Bella's selfishness. (laughs) Edward's always going on about how Bella is a selfless person. But throughout these books, I have not been convinced of that. And I don't think Bella is convinced of that. Uh, I mean, I agree. The title of this chapter is Selfish. Yeah. In her inner dialogue, she's really struggling with this. And she's being chased by those demons of selfishness because she wants Edward to leave the fight. And that is a selfish act that she's doing. Most importantly, Julia, what do you think Jasper symbolizes in this dream? She's chasing after Jasper. What is she metaphorically chasing after here? I think Bella loves a man in uniform. So you think this is purely sexual? I think she's been like really confused about picturing Jasper in an army uniform. And like, that's why she hasn't been like, oh my God, he was a Confederate. This is horrible. She's been like totally blinded by the uniform thing. And like, that's why she hasn't picked up on the fact that being a Confederate actually isn't a good thing and something fun and admirable, but actually was bad. I mean, I also like that because it speaks to the fact that to a certain extent, we can't help what we are attracted to, but we can help who we choose. So even though her raw sexual attraction is to this Confederate soldier, she is choosing Edward. Shrimpy Edward instead. Yeah. Who's never fought in a war. His uniform is that little peacoat. (laughs) There is not a lot of raw sexual energy there. I find peacoat uniforms much sexier than army ones. See, Bella's working towards her healing. She's like, jingoism? No. Preppy college student look? Yes. 
Well, any final pieces of wisdom, dream interpreter Julia, before we close this segment? Yeah, feel free to contact me with your dreams. I'm happy to interpret. As you can see, I'm really talented. And so the cost is high, <laughs> but I'm I'm happy, happy to do it. I have a recurring dream where my teeth fall out. Thoughts? It's a prophecy because I had dreams about that and then my tooth fell out. Oh, dear. How much did that analysis cost? You can send probably $75 to my Venmo. I think that's fair. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Julia, I just have one thing in my Twilight Diary. Go ahead. Everyone's going to go hunt and eat except Edward. Why does this couple never want to eat? I think it's like they're spiraling together. It's like no one eats, so no one eats even more. God, that sucks. Edward should go hunt. Bella should go eat. Everyone eat. I mean, for their sleepover, like they're really going to have to change things. It's not a good sleepover unless there's snacks. Totally. Edward is like kicking back vials of elephant blood. (laughs) (laughs) Snacks. What are you going to put in Bella's care package? So as you mentioned, it seems like they're going to have sex during the sleepover. So I'm going to put condoms and lube in. Best of luck to them. I was also going to put Dippin' Dots in. I feel like that's a fun sleepover snack. I've never had Dippin' Dots, but it seems like something you would eat at a sleepover. What about you? What are you going to put in? I am also getting her a food-related item. At the beginning of this chapter, she has Pop-Tarts for breakfast. I'm going to send her toaster strudels because Pop-Tarts are disgusting and toaster strudels are the same thing but better. I love brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts. Those are really good. When was the last time you had one? I've never had a toaster strudel either, so I'm really not the expert here, but probably 10 years on the Pop-Tart. Yeah, you would not think they're delicious now. (laughs) I loved the s'more ones when I was a kid. I love the s'more ones. (laughs) And like they don't hold up to taste buds as they evolve past 15. I also like the pink sprinkle ones. I think they were like nominally strawberry flavored. I thought those were good too. Yeah. Trust me, you're going to want a toaster strudel. (laughs) Okay. They're the adult version of Pop-Tart. So what do you think is going to happen next chapter? Sex with his vampire weird penis. And we're going to find out about how vampire rock hard penises work. What about the whole like we have to get married before sex thing? I feel like people always say that and then they're like, never mind, I'm horny. Mm, Okay. I tell myself I'm not going to have any dessert. And then I see ice cream and I'm like, previous Vanessa didn't know there'd be ice cream. Yeah. Dippin' Dots. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a dream interpretation from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced and edited by the great and good Ariana Nettleman. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I have to run off with a toaster strudel to a turtle race. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Dad, that's where I'm going with these toaster strudels to a turtle race. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.